So hi, welcome. I am uh, excited to kind of do a first life group lesson with you. Hopefully, um, as you guys meet and kind of ponder and contemplate the, the sermon, our goal is to each week present you with some, some things that maybe are a little bit deeper, a little bit uh, more conversational and, and discussable in your group. And so uh, this is our first lesson around one of the sermons, so I'm excited about that. I wanted to press into something that was said Sunday that we really didn't have time to, to go much further. But it's this idea that um, we're living in this space of the now but not yet. And, and so we have our identity. It's now. Our identity is now. We are now God's beloved in Christ. But we're not fully yet that. And what I mean by that is from the standpoint of living that out. And so just as a refresher, we, we uh, focused in on that verse in Matthew 3, verse 17, where uh, Matthew wrote, And behold, speaking of uh, Jesus' baptism, And behold, a voice from the heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And then hopefully you remember we kind of walked through Ephesians 1 where we saw that that identity as God's beloved is also our identity in Christ. We mentioned a uh, quote from Henry Nouwen, and I want to dive into that a little bit. I'm going to read that again for you. Um, but there's a couple sections in there I really want to press into because I think they give us a trail to follow about this idea of the now. I am now God's beloved in Christ, but not yet fully. And so I want to read that quote to you again. And so this is from Henry Nouwen. Your true identity is as a child of God. Your true identity is as a child of God. This is the identity you have to accept. Once you have claimed it and settled in it, and that's important, settled in it, you can live in a world that gives you much joy as well as pain. You can receive the praise as well as the blame that comes to you as an opportunity for strengthening your basic identity. Because the identity that makes you free is anchored beyond all human praise and blame. You belong to God. And it is as a child of God that you are set, sent into the world. So that process of accepting our identity, that process of learning to view myself the way God views me, to view others the way God views them as his beloved child, of settling in it and then of living out of it is a process that we in the church called sanctification. Now, we, we spend a lot of time talking about salvation, but for those of us who are in Christ, our journey now is a journey of how do I learn to live out this identity? And so we make a big mistake, I think, in the church because we talk about grace for salvation. You know, we know we're saved by grace through faith, but somehow we decide that our transformation is actually a part of our own effort we bring about our transformation. We resolve our transformation. And that, that kind of goes back to Galatians 3, verses 1 through 5. I'm not going to read all those verses, but I encourage you as you go into your dis discussion time to sit down and read those verses. Because basically the question Paul is posing to the church in Galatia in Galatians 3 is, hey, who confused you? Who lied to you? Who told you that this process of sanctification that was begun by the Spirit is now yours to work out through effort. 
That's the question we have to ask ourselves because too often we can go, yes, I know that my identity is God's beloved in Christ, but the process of living that identity out all of a sudden becomes my reclamation project. It becomes my task. It becomes the thing that I have to white knuckle and fight for and try to overcome all these things that are in me and just be different. And really what's happening when we do that is we are taking the Holy Spirit out of that sanctification process and saying that my efforts will produce in me the person who lives as if they're God's beloved in Christ. And so really here's what's happening. You go back to those three things that, that we mentioned that, that Henry Nouwen talked about, the three lies that we tend to believe to find our identity. I am what I do, I am what I have, and I am what people think of me. Well, all of a sudden, I want to change what I do, but I want to change it by my efforts. I want to change what's important to me. I want to change what I possess, but I want to change it by my efforts. I want to change how people think of me, but I want to change it by my efforts. You see what's happening there? We're living into that same old lie of identity, but just doing it in spiritual ways, and we think that's our job. The reality is what Paul said in Galatians 3. You were saved by the Spirit. He began a good work in you, and He will see it through to completion. And so our job then becomes a job of submission, a job of letting the Holy Spirit do that work in me that will lead me to a place where I can live out this, this identity in Christ more fully and more completely on a daily basis. And then that becomes an increasing pattern of my life. I'm increasingly living more and more out of my identity in Christ. And so to live as God's beloved child is actually to live by the power of the Holy Spirit active in us. It's not a process that we say, okay, I've been saved and now I'm going to be different. And I know a lot of us as Christians early in our walk, we made that mistake. We started thinking, well, because I am now in Christ, what I have to do is do everything different. And we get on that treadmill and we try to perform and we try to do the right things and we try to get the right things and we try to get people to think of us the right way. And then we're just exhausted. And I can't tell you how many people I've encountered who kind of gave up this walk of faith, this walk with Christ, because it wore them out. And what happens is when we think the sanctification process is ours to do, then we will exhaust ourselves trying to do it. And so now we have to live in that now, but not yet. We have to be comfortable in that. To be in the process of sanctification is to learn to live out our salvation in increasing amounts, sometimes small increments, on a daily basis in every facet of life. Really what's going on is we're moving into the kingdom of God here now, but we're doing it incrementally. And, and so that kingdom of God is the place where what God wills and desires is actually done. In the process of sanctification, of living out of my identity as God's beloved in Christ, what happens is by the power of the Holy Spirit, I gradually submit more and more of my rule over this kingdom, this me that I have, to the power of God. And so now what God wants done begins to be increasingly more done in my own life. Starts with my, my thoughts, begins in my heart and my will and my desire, 
And then my life begins to align and focus that. And all of that comes out of identity. Because if I cannot do what Henry Nouwen suggested in his quote, accept and then settle into my identity as God's beloved in Christ, then I will constantly try to create an identity by doing spiritual things. And so I want you to think of it in these terms. Think of it, for those of you that have kids, think of it in terms of becoming a parent. When your child was born, you were a parent, but none of us knew how to be a parent. We were learning that along the way. So factually, positionally, I was a parent the moment my first daughter was born. But practically, I wasn't fully a parent yet. And with every new season of a child's life, we learn things that we don't know how to do as a parent, but yet we learn how to do them also in the process. That's what this now but not yet is. I'm, I'm in Christ as God's beloved child, but I'm learning continually how to do that. I'm in process, and I need grace to live into this identity because I've never been at this place in my identity as God's beloved in Christ. I've never been at this place where I have to live my life in this moment as it is today as God's beloved in Christ. So I'm learning that. And so what happens is I become the kind of person as God's child who is consuming copious amounts of grace on a daily basis just to live out of that identity. There's a great quote by Dallas Willard. He talks about the process of sanctification, and he says this. He said, a Christian who's in the process of sanctification should consume grace the same way an airliner consumes jet fuel on takeoff. That should be our regular place of existence. And so as we practice hearing God speak truth over us over and over again, what actually happens is our ability to live by grace increases so that I can accept my identity as God's beloved in Christ and I can live out of that, settle into it. And so then what happens is I relinquish, even from a spiritual aspect, this drive to perform and to possess and to steer perceptions that others have of me that create my identity. Unfortunately, a lot of times when we're new to Christ, what happens is we do the same old things we've always done to establish our identity. We get really busy in the church, right? We serve everywhere. We're those, we want to become those people that the church knows they can call and I'll do whatever you need me to do because we're trying to create a spiritual identity. We start thinking of the things we need to possess that are good spiritual things, things like Bible knowledge and wisdom and understanding and experiences with God. And so we press into that. But what we're really doing is just trying to build an identity through possessing things. We start to act differently around others in a good way. It's a positive thing. But what we're really doing under all of that is trying to do that so others will think of us in terms of being a good spiritual person, a good Christian, a good person, a godly person. And really in those things, because we're not doing that by grace but through effort, what we're actually doing is just trying to build a new identity, an identity that fits comfortably in the church, that others can look at and say, yes, this is a good person, this is what I want to walk into as I grow in my faith. When the reality is it's not our identity as God's beloved in Christ. See, here's what I think we have to understand. 
when we're leading a spirit-led life and our identity is as God's beloved in Christ, we come to the realization very quickly that I am not okay, but it's okay. Grace makes it okay. And that process of sanctification, of living into that grace that goes back to Galatians 3 that Paul talked about. You know, that who confused you, who bewitched you is what he says. That you think that this act that's been begun by the Spirit in you of reshaping your identity and letting you live into that has to be completed by your efforts. And so... I wanted to kind of open the back door to that room that we walked into Sunday, <clears throat> that room of identity, and say, look, when we go through this back door, we actually land in a room where it's God's grace that's doing this work in us. Our task becomes to relinquish that drive to build our own identity and trust God that He will build in us the identity of His beloved that glorifies Him and benefits others. And so we've got some questions for you to review and look over. There's some, some questions hopefully that will spur and spawn some conversation, some discussion around this idea of a twofold idea. One is, what would my life look like if I allow my identity to be rooted in Christ? What, what Henry Nouwen says, if I accept it and then settle in it and allow grace to do that work of establishing that identity in me. But also, what are the areas, when you think about those three areas that we tend to build the false identity, the area of performance and possession and, and, and perception, which of those areas do I tend to gravitate towards? Which of those areas is the greatest struggle for me to relinquish? In what area do I find myself fighting desperately, working hard to create an identity that others can look at? And, and be content with uh, praise that they can look at and say, I want to follow in those footsteps. <clears throat> and so that's the challenge that hopefully you've accepted with this. Hopefully you, you've spent the week kind of finding some 15-minute segments of time to just sit before God and say, tell me who I am. Just tell me who I am. Because what happens in those moments is we invite the Spirit to work in us. And we begin to do what, what Henry Nowen said. We begin to accept that identity more deeply. We begin to settle in it. It becomes the atmosphere we breathe. It becomes the place we live out of. And that's critical to the process of sanctification. Basically, ultimately, the end result of sanctification is that I begin to realize who I truly am. I am God's beloved in Christ. I begin to live out of that in increasing moments throughout my day. And then what happens is I begin to realize that I am okay as I am right now. And so I have the now, I'm in Christ, but not yet fully. And so each day becomes a day where the only question I need to ask myself at the end of that day is have I lived more today into my identity as God's beloved in Christ than I did yesterday. That's the measure of spiritual growth, honestly. We like to think that we have these watershed moments of spiritual growth, but the reality is it's a slow ascent. It's step by step. And any step is a good step towards the mountaintop. 
which is where Christ is, which is where he invites us to be. But we also have to remember that the culmination of the journey to the mountaintop, the place where I am living more fully out of my identity in Christ, is not to sit on the top of the mountain, but it's to go back in the valley. To go back in the valley where the identity of God's beloved in Christ in me becomes a blessing to others. It becomes a cause for them to praise his name. So I don't want you to think that, that as this starts to happen, you're going to somehow find yourself sitting restfully, peacefully at any point in this life on that mountaintop with Jesus and, and his other beloveds. But the reality is the mountaintop experience of finding our identity in Christ actually becomes the motivator that drives us back down into the valley where others need to know their identity in Christ. So I want to pray for you before you go into your discussion time. We're going to put some questions up on the screen. You can just hit pause and look at those. Don't feel like you have to get through all of them. If you guys find yourselves focusing in on just one of those questions and you use your whole discussion time for that, that's fine. But um, I want to pray for you and I want to encourage you in your discussion time to just be open and transparent and be real with each other. Because as God's beloved in Christ... When we're together, we create a safe space for all of us to walk into and be who we are now, but also to be who we're becoming in Him. So let me pray for your time, and then uh, hopefully you guys will have a great discussion, and you'll just open up and find a deeper connection with each other in God. Father, I just pray that you just press deep into our temple family this idea of our identity is resolved, and now we're just learning to live into it by the power of your Spirit. That you're doing a work of sanctification in each of us. And that work will always result in us living more fully and more deeply into our identity as your beloved in Christ. And God, keep us mindful that you want to take us to that place of living deeply out of our identity for two reasons. So that you'll be glorified and so that others will benefit. And so I pray that as we as a church family press into this and you bring us more fully into that identity as your beloved, that this community is overwhelmed with rivers of living water flowing out of each of us. That we become a people who glorify you in all things and that others are benefited by that. Father, we just lift you up in this place. We thank you that we don't have to exhaust ourselves in this journey of becoming who we are in your Son, that you do that work in us and you free us to just live it out. And so, God, go before us in this discussion time. Open hearts and minds. Give us honesty and transparency. Make, make each place where our family is gathered to, to discuss these questions be a place of healing and growth for everyone who enters in. And we just ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much, and have a great discussion time, and uh, we'll see you next week.